Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back for another edition of Investor Stories. On this special segment, the experts describe the most important lesson that they've learned and how that has changed the way they invest. This is the special segment called Lessons Learned. On today's special segment, we have Bradley Tusk of Tusk Ventures. Bradley, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson that has changed the way you invest? Yes, I can. What we learned early on, because our model was a little unique in that we're going to work with startups and regulated industries. We're going to get to know these companies really well because we're going to be under the hood, solving their problems, working with the management team all day. And then based on that diligence, we would know whether or not to deploy capital. And the hard lesson we learned is we were raising the valuation on ourselves because we'd come in, let's say, at the A, start working on the problem, solve it or at least solve a chunk of it. And as a result, the B, would valuation would go way up in large part because we solved this problem. And so if we're first working at the A and then investing at the B, we're totally raising the price on ourselves. Our LP said to us, look, you know, it's nice that you have this sort of extra form of diligence, but realistically, we're missing a lot of opportunity here. We want you to go earlier. So we went initially from working with a company, getting investment rights, and then deploying capital to now simultaneously working and deploying capital, which means we're coming in earlier and earlier. We are taking more risk, but we're also seeing a lot more upside. On today's special segment, we have Jim Kim of Builders. Jim, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson that has changed the way you invest? So many, so many critical lessons uh, being in this business. But I, I think you know entrepreneurs are are amazing people. We as VCs, I, I think our our job is to just support uh, support them the best we can. And um, it's a very lonely job. And I don't I don't think I quite understood that. Like coming out of corporate VC, the mentality was more of, hey, I want to get in that deal, right? I want to be part of that deal. That's dehumanizing for the entrepreneur. And so early on in my career, I was very focused on you know, the deal terms and the structure and, and just being part of a, a great syndicate. And, and that, that was so much of the, the focus. And I, I think if you come out of, if you come out of the finance industry, that's, that's how you just look at everything. But I think the, the core lesson in this business that has been part of my DNA since uh, the time of Kozla and through Formation Aid and Builders is, the deal doesn't matter, right? What matters is the entrepreneur. And so creating a framework, creating an interaction 
cadence with the entrepreneur is the most important thing you could do. So that if the entrepreneur has a tragedy in the family that they, they would feel cool about calling you and, and having that discussion and, you know, you're encouraging them and providing a level of support to, to help them get through a tough time. Uh, because ultimately this, you know, our investments are successful, not because of us, but because of the entrepreneur. So how do we put them in a position to win? And that's, that's kind of been the, the focus of, you know, our firm and, and what we try to do for the entrepreneur because it is such a lonely job. So I think that's a, that's a core lesson. It's, it's, you don't win because of your deal terms or you don't win because of uh, how you structure something. You, you win because you put the entrepreneur in the best position to, to maximize our probability of success. And pick the right ones. Yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> On today's special segment, we have Jenny Rook of Genoa Ventures. Jenny, can you tell us a story highlighting a critical lesson that has changed the way you invest? Yeah, I think one of the big lessons I've been learning over the last couple of years is in some ways the flip side to a positive that I'm very proud of as early stage investors something that I enjoy doing and I'm good at, which is engaging with founders early on, catching their vision for what the company can ultimately be, um, how big it can be, how much impact it can have over time, and really seeing, again, with that that end in mind. So so that's that's great. I'd love to offer that as a partner to our to our entrepreneurs. Uh, but one thing I've noticed that I can do that that gets us all in trouble is is to fill in maybe too many gaps for the founding team. If my the test is if my if the strength and clarity of my vision for the company and its potential outstrips that of the founding team, mm-hmm. then I'm not helping. Right. I should I should either put down my VC tools and join the company and help them build it <laughs> or recognize that it's their company and it's only going to be as big and as impactful as as they can define and as they want to run after. And having that, of course, appreciation and, and respect for their role, but also recognizing that that I'm investing in in their plans, not mine for the company is is really important for alignment and and really important for our mutual success. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta, and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. 
Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to PacWest.com to learn more. Hmm. In the case where there is just a missing maybe element on the team, will you make that suggestion to the founding team? Say, you know, I, I feel like maybe you need, you know, some data science help here and we could help you identify that? Or is it less about sort of coaching and giving advice and, and more about, just kind of letting them find their way. Yeah, I think there's a couple different layers there. So if it's to to your specific example, if I see a gap in thinking or skills that a person or a team could fill, I'm very happy to give that kind of feedback because I think it's very actionable. It's the hope, the, the hope anyway, is to say, hey, I think the sort of person that you could bring on who could really help crystallize your go-to-market plan looks like this and and talk about that. And and that could be whether they're in my portfolio company or, or we're just getting to know each other and, and they're asking me for feedback. But where it, where it doesn't work is really at the highest level of, of what is the, the vision or the objective mm-hmm. for the company. Mm-hmm. And if I think there's something kind of bigger than they're currently envisioning, then I might mention it and see if they get excited about it and decide to go for it. But but what I shouldn't do is expect that they're going to live up to my vision if it's different than theirs. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I was having a chat with my team just yesterday about factors that can be changed and factors that can't, can't be changed, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Decision-making uh, is not something we're going to fix. <laughs> um, <laughs> that shit it is what it is. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.